You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome everyone to a long-awaited Gear Dose of Death podcast episode. I know, as always, I'm Lauren, and of course, joining me is Mike. I know, the ragtag duo is back. It's been a while. But... It's been completely my fault. But... <laughs> don't, don't blame yourself. It's both of our faults. We're back. It's both of our faults. But anyways, we are back. It's been it's good to it... have a refresh sometimes. Uh, um, it is. It really is. And we really, we've been, uh, we've been out there. Um, in the field, you know, going to all the shows. I went to four like shows. I've been to, f- I went to four shows in a single month, and I don't know how I will ever do that again. What's this, uh, July? I feel like I've been to so many in the last, like, 30 days. I mean, you're kind of a official, officially official person, but, you know, that's that's uh, for a just, later day. Yeah, trying to put in my time with uh, with people and uh, help out. So I went to, uh, we, we, we had TOS. Yeah, I I literally had a week that was for my birthday. Then I had ICW in Chicago, which literally consisted of me. If you probably saw, I drove Abdullah Kobayashi around, which was the most fun I've ever had because watching that man, his face light up to deep dish pizza is like one of the greatest things you'll ever see in life. They Um, love American food. Dude, Kobayashi, I just got to say before we get into things, his he had to get a promo in, and me and Danny were saying they were like, that Kobayashi got to get a promo in every single match he's in. Yeah. <laughs> and he and then the deep then he starts talking about deep dish pizza, and we're belting out laughing. The entire crowd is just absolutely losing their minds to mm-hmm. Abdullah Kobayashi. So that was really fun, but also. Um, then I also had GCW literally the next week, and then I had Circle Six the day after GCW. I was all over the damn place. Speaking of Japanese people and food, I took Utami Haishita to a huge Japanese market. I, I drove her on Sunday to JCW. We went to okay. a Japanese market, um, and I didn't know the whole trip. She, I was like trying to help her with english stuff i went in there i was absolutely lost and then she was just like <laughs> picking stuff up and i was like just pointing like what, what do i get and uh oh i had like a red, I a red bean um pastry it was like red bean huh. cake and it was really good it was like unexpected but it was huh. fire but uh okay yeah we both had a, a pretty um month I, I was at uh backyard wrestling yeah backyard looked a lot, ton of fun this year years. um Connecticut GCW, Harford showing out. They showed yes. out. I, I almost, I almost decided to live there for four years. And and eh, let's not have too many insults to the city of Hartford. They did give I us the Hartford like people that live the, there know that. And you can the, the Har- the, about that. They did <laughs> give us. Opinion. They did give us the Hartford Whalers. Okay, the Hartford Whalers are a national treasure that needs to come back. Okay, Alec Price came out in a Hartford Whalers. That was that was crazy. the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'm yeah, just gonna it was say cool. that it was very cool. Um, 
but yeah, no, we're back. I mean, literally, I mean, we're, I mean, I did do a little thing of after TOS kind of of my travels and all that, um, which literally consisted of me waking up at four in the morning, the, the Monday after COS to drive back to Philly. Um, sorry, not sorry that I literally drove in the midnight <laughs> moon. I'm not to go going back. to Philly anymore. To Just where? letting everybody know. I'm not going to Philadelphia anymore. I'm tired of it. Why? Fun. I'm not going there, man. We're just insulting uh, city. This is the city insults episode. Yeah, I'm insulting really. everybody today. Yeah, jeez. Um, yeah, Too far. Eh, I like Philly. It's it's treating me very well. Um, but then I mean, I literally had a week in between, which was my birthday. Then it literally, as I said, literally was helping out with NAB and Ruthless Pro. Shout out to our good friends at Ruthless Pro, Chris and those guys. I I cannot stress enough how great of a crew they have. They have a very tight knit crew. They have Mike Burns, which by the way, was wearing a Kings road wrestling hat that entire weekend. Mike Burns is literally the freaking man. Um, Bobo's my dude. I love Bobo. Dude, he got me a birthday present. Dude, Bobo's Um, the man. What did he get you? uh, I'm not going to. Yeah, it's a not safe for work item. That's all we can say. Uh, but it, like, I didn't even. He just came with it. I was like, "Thank you, man." I like, that um, who else? RPW was great. They wished me a happy birthday. Yeah, um, Chris, Chris is. Mullenberg's a nice guy. I, I really like that. I really. Um, and there is some news later on about King of the Kill because um a certain podcast, wink wink, is helping sponsor that show. Um, we can't confirm though who we are sponsoring. That that's only between me and Mike, but we are gonna be a part of Canada Kill Tournament. Um, so but that crew um also um thank you to everyone who listened to the RPW pre-show that I did on Instagram. That took a lot for me to do. That's the first time I've ever done it. And it was really tough. It was really tough because I was running late, but Peapod, who's one of the commentators. For them was like the most welcoming most easy working guy i've ever worked with he was very easy to work with made everything so simple and that pre-show went off really well because we were literally announcing almost a brand new lineup slash some changes to the card since uh, there were some injuries um but everyone there injured as well really an absolute sweetheart love injured um I can't say enough about the RPW people. And that was a fun show. That was, that might've been, uh, that that's up there. That or the Saturday slate for NHB. We're like, that's like one and two for the best shows of that weekend. Um, RPW though, they, they killed it. That, that four way. I don't know if you saw that four way with Atticus, Tommy, Kobayashi and Murdoch. That was, that was balls to the wall fun. And also, if you didn't notice, I literally almost hurt my toe when Tommy Vendetta threw that freaking TV at Kobayashi. Like, that TV spot literally almost could have sent me to the hospital. So, thanks for not hurting me too much, guys. Um, what else? I mean, and then, of course, GCW, when they came back to the legendary Talia Hall, another great show there. And the Circle Six, which made its debut in Chicago at... Reggie's. Do you know the significance of Reggie's, Mike? Gigi Allen. Marcus Crane used uh, to work at Reggie's. And oh, that was the bar he worked at. Yep. 
That was the okay. bar, Reggie's. Him once, and he said, "I'm going to work at the bar." Reggie's. He's like, "Everything's good with me tonight." Reggie's. The that is the rock club is like that's been there for a long, long time. Like, it's it's been around longer than I've existed. That's how long Reggie's been around the city. That's like South Loop staple. Um, it was pretty cool to. It was it was pretty cool to finally go in there for the first time. Also, do you, do you love the Bev? The Bev, Robert, Robert, love Bev? I love the Bev. Robert Beveridge, of course. <laughs> I'm gonna get into the uh, show. Um, the other thing is where the sound booth was for, for where they did the show. They actually had pigeon spikes like on them, and so a couple guys during the show. So like. I think Hoodfoot, Remington, Cass, and Nate, they took some of their tape and they hung it as a memorial for Marcus on the pigeon spikes. I have a photo of that. It was really, really awesome to see. And yeah, Robert Beveridge. We love the Bev. We love Bev. I like the Bev. He, he had he had probably one of my favorite matches I've seen in person. Dope, dude. He went hard. Him and Oren was <laughs> when I was told the main event of that show. I kind of gave that wide eye look of like, you just got this venue. Please tell me you're not going to lose it within the span of a night. Because Reggie's, this is the, uh, this is the other reason they ran there. Marcus used to run wrestling shows as well. He ran Viva La Lucha at Reggie's. They they only did like maybe like one or two death matches. One of which was a Malort death match. Oh, oh I gotta try that apparently. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I'm free. And NGI weekend. If it's in Chicago, I'll make sure that you have some. Yeah, imagine me going to Chicago. Yes, Mike. Um, I would go for Utami or Kasai. Not even NGI, you goof! Come on. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, that's not usually my favorite tournament i i i i think for me it's more special because it's in chicago but i can see for other people it's like um but it was crazy it was like oh ultraviolet underground or underground or whatever or battleground as they called it and i'm like okay cool but like the rest of the show was wild one of the wildest shows i've ever been to there was maybe only 60 70 of us in the building it was very intimate. Like it's, it was like their smallest. They have like three stages, and like this was like their smallest one. And they somehow fit a wrestling ring. The entrance ramp was pretty much like the stage that would connect to the ring, and um, yeah. it was very interesting. Very interesting experience. Which what? is my favorite. I love when they do that spot, but they did it. Oh my! God. That that was probably the most well done executed spot I've ever seen. Yeah, they had a. a they had that. They had the ring mat that they took down. Like it was like a crash patch. It, it, it was. It was very. Um, but I found out from Circle Six, the people that I talked to, the reason they do the no rings, and it was very interesting why they do the no rings. I don't know if you heard this, but they do no. the no rings so they can distract people from with the no ring. So they can have a cleaner setup going into more death matches. 
So like, as I noticed as I was watching Casanova versus Nate Webb. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't watch it. The whole, the, so well, it, it's not out yet. I don't even think. So, so it was a no. They had no ring. So matches. they they had just one no ring. Casanova Valentine's been doing like that. just they've been doing like one no ring match with Casanova every show. I guess that that would make a lot of sense. But not trapped in the ring. Yeah, like so, like everyone's watching the no ring, and it helps the crew seamlessly yeah. transition, get ready. And I was like, that's a, actually a very nice idea when you idea think about it. It is not at all, and it it makes sure that. The cleanup is not as heavy, and just they can just sweep oh and do whatever, and it just goes right in. Want to hear about the craziest cleanup story? Oh boy! I, uh, I grabbed a broom after seven effing years of seven hundred light tube death match. I was like, I'll help out. Like this looks like it's so much. That- like they're gonna be here for hours. <laughs> I swept for an hour, and like I, afterwards, I was like, I don't think I put any headway. There's so much glass everywhere. Dude, my <laughs> mouth, was like, my mouth, like. My eyes were burning. Oh, man. It was nuts, dude. That match was one of the, I don't know. I, 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 I was able to watch a bit of it. And, I man. That five match I've ever, that was fucking crazy, dude. It was insane. Like, just Justin seeing it on TV. Oh. Ah, uh, Justin. Like, I don't know. Like I'm going to call him out. Cooper. Cooper didn't do it either. They're like, I don't know. I'm kind of tired. It's kind of far. And then I don't think they were expecting it to go that hard and afterwards no one like, did no one did but that was Pete, as i said and as you guys that's the other thing that i haven't been able to kind of be on here and officially announce is the three official year dose of death podcast athletes of course one of them being the man in question neil diamond cutter who is i guess it's like a subsidiary brand of us, it, right? it is it is i mean it's, it's kind of it's kind of like you have your king's road athletes i have my athletes like we both two different cuts of the grain of sort. Um, yeah, you got to get updated merch. Yeah, I, that, that's, I will say if anyone wants to work on some, maybe some new updated merch, feel pencil, free to dude. slide I in. need a stencil. <laughs> but, um, fucking on to someone's fights. If anyone yeah. has a stencil, they know how to do that, let me know. Yeah, let us both know, please. Um, but Neil, being athlete number one, as I've been really happy to work with him since literally... I've worked with him since April to make sure all these international dates go well. Mexico, Japan, Australia, he's doing it all. Canada, which if... You're like his manager. Well, I, I'm not like on screen. That's the thing. Like I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like the invisible hand. I'm like the Don Callis. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to shout out because I was told this from Neil was someone apparently at the Death Proof tournament bought the sh- the podcast shirt that he wore for that show yeah and he messaged me middle of the show he's like hey can i sell this i'm like it's your money like you sell it yeah, so yeah, yeah. shout out to the kid who ever bought his shirt i appreciate you and i hope you're enjoying that i hope you frame it i oh, hope you're doing something with it so i from the bottom of my heart thank you that's so cool and also neil wore another shirt that i sent him that was for um the mouse the him and mouse match he wore that shirt as well and he's like yeah i bleed through the shirts too much i'm like yeah that's the point i printed like one of the um shark white version of a king's road shark oh yeah printed one and murdoch wore it once bled all over it and some dude bought it like on that night i've never i haven't been able to 
to print another one like recently um the other thing we want i want to talk about was also matt tremont since he was the other person at 702 main event um i know also like he's been dealing with injuries and stuff but i mean he's back but um I know you did a great thing as well for Matt. The yeah, Matt Tremont is my still up. Like I'm probably gonna leave it up for like a few more days. And um, so, shout out yeah. to Reed Walker for the design, by the way, on that. That was really awesome to see one of his students. Dude, that design. was that was um a design that they've had for a while that um they just you know haven't had like a haven't figured out a platform to print it. So I was like, let's just do it. Um. And it's yeah, it's cool. Grasso wore it at backyard. It yes, that was great. Um, yeah, man, it's gonna be up for like a few more days. Like I just want okay. to try to squeeze some some more out of that for Matt. So if anybody wants that, it's still there. Yeah, and um, I know. Shout out to him. He made his way to Indian Indianapolis for the Asylum Wrestling Tournament this last weekend. Him and Shondo and Alex Stretch was even in it. So shout out to okay, all three of those. Great. Um, shout out to the bocce boys shout out to the bocce's everything with matt uh and you know we talked about um kings road and bocce boys maybe working on a a tremont shirt um that put it putting a lot of effort into like an amazing design that's like super unique so um that's what we're trying to do when you know everything calms down a little bit yeah um the other i know me and hammer have talked about working together too so just got to figure out the time and the day on that too. But I definitely, I've, I've expressed verbal interest to hammer about working with the bocce's at one point. So who knows, maybe your dose of death podcast and the bocce's will make it happen. We just got to figure out the yeah. time and place. Um, I want to shout the bocce's too. And th- what this one means a lot to me was when they did their autism awareness month shirts that was great. That, yeah. that meant the freaking world to me as someone who has a twin brother on the autistic spectrum. I almost shed a tear and I'm trying not to shed some tears here because it just, when I see things that mean a lot to me happening like that, it means the absolute world. You should tell them that. Maybe they'll, they'll give you one. Yeah, no, I, I, I got I to gotta talk to Hammer about that. I know. I've I've asked Hammer for like five different things, including the SPO armband. Hammer for a shirt for the last like year. And I saw <laughs> <laughs> we both are we're both on the list of dude it's like a running joke now it's just like i'm, I'm gonna get one uh, i bought uh, a clancy shirt though so maybe clancy's I'll, I'll the that. man thank thank you to clancy for that photo of kasai like he took a photo of me and kasai as well i really okay. appreciate it i love clancy i really got to know him better during tos what an awesome dude that is all the I walked are great. into a tos with a on fm believable shirt and people were like oh i love your account and i was like yeah thanks man <laughs> <laughs> no are you serious yeah. I, I remember you wearing that i didn't realize people were re- thinking that you were on F and Bel- that's hilarious yeah, like, oh my god shout out to odom mike's one of our dudes i love mike love mike odom yeah, he's yeah it's funny that you're both mike that's hilarious and that's what jimmy from the bocce boys is like oh it's gonna be hilarious if he has a shirt people think Jimmy he's C, like another great boy. dude yeah, boy now yeah, I was gonna say we never got to do that air hockey feud too. For shame. I'm still calling you out, motherfuckers. <laughs> Eventually, we'll do it. Um, and then of course, um, along with Neil, I wanted to announce as well the other two official Yurdos of Death podcast athletes that I'm so so excited to have on. 
I could not have picked two other great people. I mean, literally, one of them literally is taking MLW by freaking storm in the form of Akira. He's a two-belt champ in the form of the tag champ as well as the middleweight champ. I'm I am over the moon about Akira. Like it's it's pretty crazy. Years a few years ago, literally around this time, he had gotten viral for that freaking roof bump in Atlantic City, like immortalized. Like that, that that's like one of the greatest bumps oh, spots. Yeah, the yeah. the the hotel Reed. spot. Him yeah. and Reed, that was immortalized. Like literally, the guy was on Barcelona Sports, and I, I made a joke with him. I'm like, you should have really gone to Bill's Mafia, and they should have had you as like an honorary member. Um, but now he is literally taking over the world, and it's such an honor to have him as a Year Dose of Death podcast athlete. He'll be getting some merch from me very soon. And the other one who literally has been on the show before, literally one of my favorite people in the world. We have a mutual agreement where if I see him at a show, he brings me some good old Rheingeist Brewery beer and literally bought me enough to last me several months. Um, My guy, Remington Roar, I literally am absolutely ecstatic to have him on. Like another guy who many of you are starting to kind of get to know him better, but I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years. And someone who really, really, really has pushed the envelope. And I see bigger and better things coming from in the future. And I want to be a big part of that. And he'll be getting merch from me very soon. So, um, and just saying with Akira and Remington, they have something really big coming up that I, we, we cannot discuss on air. But just know that it's going to be a huge career builder for them. So those are the three official podcast athletes um neither confirm nor deny those things yeah i mean it's just it's something that i want to do for a while i know mike has his king's road athletes and he's been doing a really spectacular job with that i just was something that i was like i want to lend my helping hand as much as i can and i'm always starting with three since everyone keeps asking me if i'm gonna have more i i want to see how i handle three maybe maybe i add one more by the end of the year but I think three is a good number right now. So sure. we'll see. I mean, there are some candidates for a fourth. And I'm not saying that fourth's out of the question, but there are some candidates that I would very much apply be now. By. So um, yeah, apply now. If you want to apply, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Um, it's really, uh, but it's really cool. Um, just, it's just, it's just fun to like me and Mike take a good appreciation for helping the Indies out as much as we can. And I think like me, I mean, as you guys know, we're both a part of the Kings road LLC. Like that's, that's kind of out there in the open. We're two of the four shout out to our other brother and Justin and Jared. Hope they're both doing well. Um, but like, Oh yeah. I'm party Marty. The, the, the he has been officially promoted from intern to a correspondent. I I I approve that. Marty bought me a beer this weekend. He bought. Damn! Look at look. He's helping the boss out. Look at that. Um, but it's um really it's, it, we love helping the wrestling landscape out as much as we can. I mean, Mike's been doing with clips for the last like was it now been three years. That you've yeah. been doing Kings Road. I mean, it's yeah. it's been yeah. a while, and um, I'm doing it with, with my own way with this podcast and with stuff. So, speaking of 
the podcast. I wanted to give you guys the news. I put out a tweet. Uh, so by the time this comes out, it'll have been a day since this tweet went out. I put out a tweet of advertising a a big some big news, a partnership of sorts. And as I put it, it it's it, this is intended to shock the system. I, if you're listening to this, and if you think you can answer this, I want you to answer it honestly. When have you heard the last time a deathmatch content related platform has worked with one of the biggest wrestling podcasts in the country right now? I can I can promise you that's very rare. Yeah, I can't think of one. And I am really proud to announce that starting with this episode, hopefully, if not the next. I have signed a ad for an ad deal with Nick Hausman, one of my dear friends. Literally, I've known him since 2019. Nick Hausman, you may know him as one of the biggest wrestling journalists in the industry, as well as House of Wrestling podcast that has AEW superstars, that has WWE superstars, that has wrestling personalities from all over you will be hearing your dose of death podcast ads on house of wrestling, which by the way, if you know the schedule, they almost run every single day. They, they, the, the schedule that Nick puts out is incredible. With that being said, you'll be hearing house of wrestling podcast ads on this very podcast. So guys, I am so honored to be working with literally one of my dear friends one of Marcus Crane's best friends, rest in peace, in Nick Housen. We, the minute that I got the news, I've had this on the shelf for actually the last month. And I am so excited I finally get to announce it today to be working with Nick Hausman, who literally, it, he's been in wrestling journalism since the CM Punk news about the lawsuit happened. That's how long he's been in the business. And like his credibility, his history. He is, if you haven't listened to House of Wrestling, it's fantastic. He does a great, he's a great interviewer. One of the best I know. Um, He does it all. So we are so honored to be working with him. And don't worry, we will be having Nick Hasman on this very podcast. We might do a little like me, we might go on there and he might come on here. We'll see though. But we are so excited that I have signed the dotted line to get those ads running. Our ad might be a little cheesy, just saying, I don't care, but I, we're going to be getting a lot more of an audience starting very soon with this whole merger. I mean, this is the first of its kind. You may never see this again. I don't know. Or this may open the door for others. I don't know. But this is such a huge deal. I mean, it's it's bringing wrestling all together. That's what we want to do. And we we want to bring Deathmatch Wrestling a brighter light. And thank you, Nick Hausman, from the bottom of my heart for helping us make that happen. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that that's pretty, pretty dope. I feel like uh, something that's needed to happen for a while. Yeah, I mean, considering how John Moxley has been everyone, trying to... Everyone likes to make fun of it on the internet, but I feel like everyone actually deep down likes deathmatch they think it's fun so i just feel like people got to see it you know yeah and i mean again if you find a way to see hear our podcast and, and you get to get into deathmatch wrestling 
thank you. I mean, there are other ones as well. Like there, I feel like there's been more deathmatch podcasts recently than ever, and I think that's a that's a precedent that we haven't seen in a while. I think it, it is showing that there's a growing interest in deathmatch wrestling, and whether that is through Kings Road, whether that is through GCW, whether that's through ICW or any other deathmatch related promotion that you watch, there's growth. There is growth. The indies have gotten bigger, and and you can't have independent wrestling without deathmatch wrestling. Yeah, they they, they um, almost go one of the same. One hundred percent. And um, yeah, I was just saying before, John Moxley has kind of been waving that flag lately. I mean, freaking Al Esperado as well, June Kasai in a freaking New Japan ring, Utami and uh, the Stardom. Uh, roster were uh, went to watch that they did yeah they were uh, she told me that um she really liked that match um <laughs> and then uh i was like oh uh you know like a favorite from new japan she was like oh, tanahashi and Tana. i was like oh, well, mine's honma honma <laughs> legend <laughs> have you ever heard honma talk yeah he he's got that, that real growly voice he's a legend <laughs> No, I love I love listening to him on the Kasai documentary when I watched it. Mm-hmm. It's just I was like so like blown away at his voice. I was like, oh man, what yeah, Homer was a beast. And people don't realize that because he's like kind of a he's kind of just a mid tier level jobber kind of thing now. The older dude on New on New Japan. Um, but if you go back and watch his like BJW days, and I mean. Disregard the mustard incident. I'm just going to say that. Disregard the mustard incident. That's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> that mustard incident. Yeah, that match uh, is nuts. But, like, I mean, he was a beast. Like, him and Zandig, him and, um, there are other, a few other guys that he had great matches with in BJW. Mitsu, uh, Mitsunaga. Mitsu, Matsunaga, yeah. Mitsuhiro Matsunaga. That's a name. Mr. Danger, <laughs> baby. Yeah. So um, that that's on the bucket list one day is to try one of his steaks. Yeah. Um, Almost one of the first guys to do light tubes um in the US, which is not not in the US, in the world. The world, um, yeah. Yeah, but he's great. Uh yeah, Desperado is uh making his I don't know if you saw this uh, He's going to Freedoms, I saw it. So that's 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 really, really cool. Everyone's like online, like uh I saw some comments of like oh why 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 is he doing this? Uh he's gonna like ruin his body like for New Japan, but it's like, dude, he he's asking to do this. It's not like they're making it do no, it. No, like, I think people need to realize it's not a matter of why with some of these guys. It's the it's it's the want instead or of also it's like people are like, Oh, it's like it's not worth it because you're gonna destroy your body. If you're a pro wrestler, like you're already you destroying your body. Yeah, like you're. It's not, MJF you're literally not, mentioned that on national television once. Has everyone forgot about that? You're not like it's not. And MJF, he's seen his fair share of death matches when he wore CZW. He saw his like he knows. Like Dude, yeah, like uh, your your body's just gonna be broken down when you get older. It's a, I mean, it happens to everybody, a wrestler yeah, or not. I mean, so I don't get the whole argument. I feel like people think no, like you can come out of it on. I saw that the, I don't know if you saw this, the whole, like, with Moxley, there was, like, the how it started versus how it's going. Oh, yeah, I commented on it. I commented on a bunch of them. I was like, you guys, like, can you just leave him alone with this? Like, yeah. It's like, 
was his dream to he, fight Kasai. Like I don't think he, I don't he, think people realize what who he was facing or what, anything about the context of that. Um, I'm gonna kind of give context now because there's a thing in Matsu's promo that is super super important in this entire context is when he mentioned fighting Jun Kasai, he said he felt closer to his passed away friend Danny Havoc. And it really, for those of us who have followed the deathmatch genre for years, I mean, Danny Havoc's footprint on deathmatch wrestling is one of the biggest that I know of. And the, the thing is, is that like it it really was sentimental to Moxie to fight Kasai in that sense because he felt closer to Danny Havoc. Like it was really almost the bridge. That guy probably reconnect- wanted to fight him his whole life. His entire life. Like, I mean, yeah. people don't realize that June Kasai is one of the goats, one of the greatest of all time to do this. Well, I don't even think they realize that someone's been doing it that long. But, no, it, like that's the and that's another thing I want to bring up. There's a lot of new deathmatch fans. There are a lot newer fans. They're annoying. I'm trying to be nice when I say this, but Uh, yeah, but it needs to be said. Like it needs to be said. Like there's a way to be a new fan. I was a new fan relatively. There's a way to do it respectfully. There is. I agree. But here's what I also say. Because there's a lot, like, I went on Sierra's, if you know Sierra, he's kind of like a bigger, like, New Japan slash, like, Japanese wrestling, like, content creator. He's from England. And he, we did a thing, it was um, Noob Japan, like, N-O-O-B Japan, if you yeah. want to go check it out. I did, I did an episode on Kasai. And what was surprising to him was a lot of what he did in America, there wasn't as much they did in the States. And I was like, that's because John Zandig was so big in Kasai's development. A lot of these American deathmatch wrestlers look up to Kasai because Kasai's DNA is almost virtually imprinted in the United States, if you really think about it. I mean, those Masters of Pain tournaments... The match, the unfing believable, one of the most iconic yeah, the death match spots match. ever, where Tommy yeah. Dreamer said "Holy shit" to a crowd of fans, and he's an ECW guy saying this. That's how much of an imprint Kasai made. So before you have the criticism for Kasai and Moxley, understand, Jun Kasai literally gave everything. To deathmatch wrestling and deathmatch wrestling is giving him his flowers. Respected in Japan as like incredibly. That's why I don't get it. People are like, "Oh, these people are fucking like losers." Like, dude, no, that no, like he's very respected by uh, like everybody. Dave Meltzer's commenting on Jun Kasai. Yeah, he might not be the most well known. Like, he's not like Chono or fucking. No. Um, you know. uh, Or the four pillars. Four pillars of heaven, but uh, he's pretty. He's pretty respected. He's pretty respected, by respected. non-fans. So, I, I also give him a chance um, and, and watch one of his matches because no. the dude can what? really, really technically wrestle. I'm gonna say one match to watch. And by the way, just kind of a hint, hint. Me and Mike are potentially considering a little, little Patreon tidbit where me and Mike like go over some matches and we'll kind of give you insight here and there. So be on the lookout for that on the count on Patreon. 
only on the comment Patreon, just saying a little reward for my for our patrons. Um, watch Kasai Desperado. Watch Kasai El Desperado because that literally planted the seeds for El Desperado's run he's on now. Watch that was at a Kasai, uh, Masada. That was good too. Two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. That was very good. Yeah, I watched it the other. I watched it the other day, and then I I found some um, video clips of fan cam from it, and you can hear in the video when the, yeah. they set some part of the ring on fire, you can hear people in the crowd going "Lauderdale, get out of the way." <laughs> um, it's a throwback, dude. Yeah. Um, no, but I the reason I mentioned Kasai Desperado because Desperado mentioned how much like Kasai inspired him, like. I mean, you're New Japan stars praising Jun Kasai. Like, I mean, his impact is so global. It is reached. I mean, ask like the UK, ask Australia, ask any of these major hotbeds for deathmatch. And they'll tell you they want to fight Jun Kasai. There's a long line. There's not many that are going to be able to do it. Yeah, but, he's super selective. But it's, I mean, our he's. Is, uh, our buddy, the Honey Badger, is trying to fight him. Yeah, man. Um, I think that would go over. I think that it would. It would. Yeah. And I mean, Neil is going to be in Japan. He's, which, by the way, if you're curious where he is going to be in Japan, Sakuda is going to be getting him on the Deathmatch Innovative Elements show. And oh, yeah. those they, two are those two are going to have a rematch at Deathmatch Innovative Element. I hope that um, I hope that he can uh, secure another another booking out there while he's yeah. There. Um, he wants to, that's what he told me, but it's going to be really cool. I mean, but yeah, really Kasai people, I mean, his inspiration, his reach, everything that Jun Kasai does is global. I mean, we could literally do an entire episode of Jun Kasai if we really wanted to. I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe, there's like hours and hours of stuff. Hours, hours. I mean, too. It's not like this is like shit guys. Like it's good stuff. No, um, it what, it yeah. was really funny when I did that thing with Sierra and how much like people were like people tweet at me they're like oh thank you for gaming to kasai and then like this one woman like posted her reactions of from some of the kasai matches she was watching in like pure fear and i'm like this is kasai in a nutshell like go watch the vice the wrestler sing on him too that is a fantastic tidbit i love the part where he's like yeah i do this because i don't want my parents to come watch my show. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't care if my mom comes to the shows. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. So Yeah, he did um, it with the crowd. Yeah. Awesome. It's just it's awesome. I mean, um, yeah, but Moxie's been waiting with a deathmatch flag. I mean, deathmatch wrestling is here to stay. That's one thing I want to put out there. Like it's cool. It's, cool. it's it's the it's the to me, it's the most realistic art form of wrestling. The guys who do it are some of the nicest and like they understand the community really appreciates them. They reciprocate it back, which you're not going to get that. No, you're not. Every, not, not everywhere. Maybe well, I remember a better example, uh, a really good quote from somebody um, was uh, G Raver before everything happened. Um, oh, he was on the hard way documentary. Yes. I remember about, that fan base um and it was really good he was like oh there's nothing else like it like there's you know there's not thousands and thousands of them across the u.s but the ones that are there are like the most loyal people ever um and they'll do anything for you and it's like that's so true it is i mean very unique it is a unique base i think 
like it was funny someone i actually got a tweet not too long ago and it was actually our good friends at okada shorts podcast which thank you good friends of the show as well as fellow count out network colleagues they were they tweeted like oh yeah like your dose of death podcast would be a great way to start and i said absolutely and um funny enough we got mentioned along with our good friend tamaya greenley as well who which by the way i want to congratulate her she just got a gig with wrestling i know she is potentially moving to japan as well i'm super ecstatic for her yeah she potentially has she has some teach potential teaching opportunities that have come her way potentially in japan yeah Stephen a right there (laughs) yeah i know um (laughs) but no she wants like her dream is to go to japan like and funny enough after we i said like yeah like tamaya is a fantastic source she she was i think this past week she had celebrated her like one year of getting the death match like going to her first live death match shows and all that and taking photos of them and it was so cool to see that come full circle for her like again whether you found out about us through the social medias whether you found out about us through word of mouth whether you have talk to me either me or Servino at shows um whether you've come up to us and approached us and said thank you for what you do it means the world to both of us and i know again we both apologize for this the little month long hiatus um we both were busy I literally i as i told you on social media june burnt me to a crisp it burnt me to a crisp i needed a little time away it wasn't the best timing, but it happened. And Mike was as well going through stuff. We're both very happy to be back, though. The dynamic duo, as we like to call ourselves, is back. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be giving you the best we got. I can promise you that. We have some interviews lined up. We have some big stuff. I'm I'm really hoping that we can get this match review thing, like, jump-started soon. Me and him got to talk through that and see wh- how we feel about that. Um, um, with how we set up, we might have to just like I might might just have to like watch it on like YouTube over this. I don't know. Um, either way, a lot's coming up. Um, the future is bright. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get any better than this. I can promise you. So, um, thank you guys for listening to this. I know we were just we we're kind of chitter chatting. It's it's not like a real ca- genuine catch up for both of us because we yeah. really we really haven't talked like this much in a month yeah so. i had a kind of a i guess like a career change and i've been exhausted um a temporary career change but um career change nonetheless like, i've been falling asleep like super early <laughs> like it's just it's it's like oh I'm, I'm so fried so yeah thank you for bearing yeah i mean we both, are, we both so to kind of take a lot out of you yeah I'll say we'll say this as well. Wrestling, we love this. We love deathmatch wrestling, but man, the the hours you put in do not know no bounds. I'm gonna say that because me and Mike both know very well. I mean, you may have seen Mike literally ringside filming. You saw him film film ringside for freaking TOS. That that took a lot of work to make sure that happened. Oh, dude, like, people don't, so, to get, like, a peel back the fourth wall, I'm, like, the low man on the totem pole (laughs) with the film crew and the photographers. It was grosso. 
and uh, Earl Gardner and Drew Chaos and Red God, that been that, doing it for years. And I was gonna say, that, talk about talk about a freaking like like a gauntlet of like amazing photographers yeah. all in one room. Hundred percent. So I'm the low man on the temple. I just got like permission to do this for some of the shows. I don't want to block anyone. I don't want to get in anybody's way because I don't want to, you know, like uh, step on anybody's toes. So I'm like, uh, the, the way I could do that is to get as low as I can and, and kind of squat up. down and dude, squatting for like six oh. hours. Like, um, like I can't, I can, that's your workout. Me. That's your workout, brother. It's uh, dude, like my legs are on fire. Right um, now. I, just, I don't want to, oh. you know, Speak, but it's, it's speaking of people that are filming and stuff, we, I have to mention this because I know when I did my TOS trial episode, I said something that was in the works, but unfortunately kind of just fell through. Um, Want to give a big shout out to the A24 camera crew that was in Jersey. Um, it's not yet like official or in written in, but they are planning like a film on deathmatch wrestling, I believe. Is this the Australian guy? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, they're doing the. Dude, they so came they came to HO as well because I because a bunch of us because me and you both told them about it. We and, did. Uh, We're not gonna take credit for that. I mean, no. And I want to shout. I kind of talked to Dan, who's kind of like the producer of the whole thing. Very nice guy, and both Michael and Danny. Which uh, shout out to them. Literally, it's really cool that they are so en- enveloped in deathmatch wrestling now. I actually texted Dan like here and there, like, "Hey, if you want a deathmatch show here or there." I was like, you guys went to TOS. You went to the creme de la creme. Yeah, they went to the creme de la creme, baby. You got to go to like the underground and see that aspect of it. You got to go to H2O. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, they were there, dude. They they literally went to Alabama with Jimmy Lloyd, too, from what I heard. They gave me a a mask because I was out there and I didn't have anything on my face. Like my mic. Yeah. They were they were worried about me. They're like, here, take this. I was like, oh, thank you guys. I so, um, which by the way, I kind of want to plug this real quick because Michael and Danny, as maybe many of you don't know, they are the YouTubers Raka Raka. They have their first ever featured like film coming out, I believe, this week. Like they have a horror movie coming out this week. Like it's their first one ever. So if you're gonna go see any horror movies, go see talk to me. Camera. Yeah, no, they're a part of like it's their thing, but like the camera crew as well. The cameras they had at TOS. Those cameras, man. They These they had like, um like Titanic, like um. They had like Day. they had like sandbags to like hold the cameras and stuff. It they was were insane. huge, dude. They were you. Nuts you will never time. see people like these cameras at a sh- indie show they like this again. Movie cameras, so I can't imagine what they're gonna look like. It's gonna look know. incredible. They're gonna look incredible. Like, this is like Peter Jackson levels of filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, these were legitimate, like, um, they're not messing around with these. But things. yeah, no, like, thank they you, Dan- in Center. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, they had him at a Deathmatch Sherman. But um, yeah, shout out Danny and Michael for Racka, or better known as Racka Racka, for doing this whole documentary thing. It's really cool. So I want to get that out of the way before we end it tonight. Some really unique clips, too, of like Matt, the whole aftermath of the. Yeah, Saturday. they did. I saw some of those. It looks. Yeah incredible they were out there with matt when matt uh just got out of the ring and he was like <sighs> dealing with his injuries they were out there the whole time yeah i saw i saw like a photo someone took a, or it was an instagram story and they like showed like the black the light yeah matt, matt was like stay with me the whole time i don't care what happened so they got some <laughs> crazy stuff because uh wow you know, matt went through a lot with that man 
Man. Yeah, he did. He did. That's insane. Yeah, I was, I was Matt... walking around yeah. before the match. And I was just saying, this is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Such a bad idea. Like, it was just unbelievable. I, I, and um, this was the only time, number one, that I was, I was very scared to film ringside. Uh, I really was. And number two, I felt, like, sick afterwards because I felt like I, I held so much of the dust. So we'll see um, how that plays out. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, that's a grim note to end on. No, I'm serious. Like, I, I was know, like, I, I know, yeah. Like wear a mask if you're at these things. Yeah, if they're doing 700 tubes, which you'll probably never see again in your life. Never, never again. That's it. Like, just if you're that close to several hundred tubes, just be a little bit more mindful of your. I was not mindful because I was like, oh, maybe they'll have like 200. Like, no, they really said 700. Um, I I didn't realize that like uh, this was actually a thing. Yeah, it's okay. It's all good. We're we're chilling over here. We've gone to. T- I've gone. I've. We both inhaled our spooky dust. It's okay. Um, I think that's a good place to head, guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, wear a mask. Uh, you know. Wear a mask. Be mindful. Drink water. Drink liquids. Make sure you're. Make sure you eat before you come to these things. Trust me, people. Like for some reason, like I see a lot of people. They're like, "Oh, I'm so hungry at these shows." I'm like, "Yeah, like." Like be malnourished. Remember at TOS, I almost fainted. I yeah, to, like yeah. Oh I, yeah, you, know, you need a freaking hot dog. Yeah, I had a hot dog off the floor, basically. <laughs> Guys, seriously, just stay hydrated. Eat your nutrients. Don't do anything stupid. I think that's a good place to, to top it off. But thank you for listening to this episode of Your Dust to Death podcast for. For me and Mike and everyone else in between, thank you guys for listening. We hope to hear see you on the next one. This has been a Countout Podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Countout provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Countout Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. 
it's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout.